And welcome to another episode of Retrovaniacs. As always, I'm your host, Jerry Parmentier, here with Billy Holiday. Hello. And Jeremy Gregory. Hey there. This episode, we're going to do something different than we normally do. Now, on Retrovania.net, uh, Jeremy Gregory, most of the time, uh, writes writes reviews and then puts videos up uh, reviewing games. And one of the ones he did uh, a while ago, before we started the podcast, was for Tomba. Now, he didn't care much for Tomba, and he's going to get into why uh, pretty specifically, I'm sure, during this podcast. But... It's one of the only reviews that we've done that got negative feedback. Uh, not that the, in the quality of the video, but just that you don't know what a good game is, uh, that you're a noob at video games, and a noob <laughs> reviewer. Now, there are some other comments on here that are a little less negative, uh, one of which kind of actually says, I like this game, but I can see your complaints. Um, that said, I loved this game. I've played this game when it was brand new. I, I bought it. I mean, the day it came out, because it was on a whole bunch of demo discs, and, and I loved it. So the fact that you didn't care for it, um, you know, I, I didn't understand it, and I still don't understand it, so I'd, I'd like to, to fully cover Tomba today. And then at the end of the episode, we're going to talk about what we've all been playing, because I'm pretty sure that's generally Final Fantasy XV. And we'll get to that at the end, that way if you don't want to hear about Final Fantasy XV, you can turn it off. So Tomba came out in 1997 in Japan and 1998 here. It is... Uh, one of the only two games made by Whoopi Camp. Whoopi Camp is a developer that was mainly some old Capcom developers uh, that got together to start this new company. And it's it's a unique game. I think that's why I liked it the most. It, when, on the demo disc when you played it, it's it's a Metroidvania-style game, but it's, it's a little chaotic. Uh, the art style is very cartoony, which I liked. Um, but during the game, as you try to figure out you know where to go and what to do, along with just how to get to the next area and how to find the next boss... Uh, you have all these little quests that come up during the game, and some of them are, are pretty straightforward, and some of them are, are completely insane. Um, I like that. I like that those quests were completely insane, because you don't need to finish most of them. You could probably finish the game and only do you know 20%, 25% of the quests. But if you just want to kill time and just wander around and do all these little side quests and side missions, which is what I do in every game, then Tomba might be the perfect Metroidvania side-scroller. I mean, um, my... <laughs> If you want to see my complaints for it, you can definitely check out that video review. I mean, that, that like you said, that's the one thing, one, the one video where everyone seems to just completely hate everything about it. But I just never liked Tomba. Even even as a kid, when I rented it, um, or actually I bought it, um, I just, it, I like the idea of it. I like the art style. I like the characters. It's weird. It's colorful. You know, it's a neat looking game. Um, really nothing much else like it back then. Um, but it's just, once you start getting into just how you play the game and like you said, those insane quests and just how obscure and obtuse the entire game can be at times, that's my main problem with it. It's just, um, you know, like I said, I enjoy playing it. I, I enjoy a lot of things about it, but making my way through the game is my least favorite part of that thing. And we'll, we'll get into why soon enough. Yeah, and I had I had never played this one before. Um, I had heard about it. It's one of those I, I just don't think I was interested enough to play it. Um, but yeah, I, I started it up, and I was very impressed with the the animated kind of intro to it. And, and I was I was looking forward to it. I was going in. I, I had read Jeremy's. I had watched Jeremy's review rather, uh, but I never really take anything he says too serious. So I went into it kind of a blank slate. 
and and immediately uh, it, it's a nice looking game uh there's there's plenty of stuff going on on the screen there's a little too much going on on that screen this, <laughs> this is one of the busiest games i have ever seen and it, and it's just you know it seemed like you know early on in the playstation when they when people found out wow we can do all this I, it just became a just a let's throw everything we can on there and i and i see that with a lot of playstation games but it's just there's too much and and i couldn't tell what was the foreground background what i can jump on just just all kinds of of troubles with it well and that that's one of the things that really sets tomba out from other 2d side scroller metroidvania kind of games it's not just you go left and right and up and down and you know explore the map but you can actually jump in and out of the screen at certain points to where yes there are times where you'll see like an enemy and until you realize you can jump in and out of the screen you're like why can't i attack this guy is he just part of the background why would he even be there this doesn't make any sense and then you figure out oh wait i can jump into the background at certain spots and then backtrack over here and and attack that pig um you know you brought up jumping on things that's tomba's main one of his main abilities is he can jump on things and he'll grab them, and then he can jump out with them again and throw them forward in the air. Uh, you also get some some standard weapons. Uh, I think you get like a boomerang and, and a mace, uh, some other some other things you pick up throughout the game. But I really didn't use those too often. That jump move is pretty much all you need to, to get through this game. Tomba is that these seven evil pigs have taken over uh, the world with their magic, turning all the areas uh, slightly evil, putting spells and everything. Uh, but then they, you know, you're upset because they stole your grandfather's magical gold bracelet, and so you're going to go and get it back uh, any way you can. So you, you basically end up in this world, uh, trying to figure out how to how to get your bracelet back and stop these pigs. And that's the only background you get whatsoever, and it drops you right in the middle of the first area. I, I, that's about all you really need. I mean, it's just yeah. a, it's a very Japanese style game. There's just like there's pigs. There's you know you're some weird caveman guy with purple hair. It's you know this crazy place that you're actually wandering around in. It, it's um, I think it's a little bit better uh, better off for being as vague as it is because if it was trying to be any more serious than what it is, it would just be a, a complete mess of of what even's even going on in the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any trouble with it. I mean, that's that's enough plot for me. Uh, I mean, uh, some of the better games. I mean, even Mario. There's very loose kind of reasons why all of this stuff is going on. You know, you're you're rescuing someone, or in this case, you're you're trying to find this item. Uh, that's a fucking lot of trouble to go through for that for a bracelet, though. But yeah, I don't have any trouble with that story-wise. Uh, you know, loosely say the word story. Um, it's just the, the execute, and you talked about that jump move, you know, the jump, then jump again and throw them. I just got so tired of doing that over and over again throughout the game. I, I got, I don't know if it's just me or not. I got very annoyed, uh, with the that sheer amount of times I had to do that. Well, I mean, it's again, it's, it's generally the move you're going to use the most. Uh, it's, yeah. And, Everything in the game, not everything, but a lot of things in the game have a kind of physics to them. So there's areas of the game where you'll throw enemies into, like, 
panels and they'll move out of the way for you. Otherwise, they wouldn't do that. Um, also, for the boss fights, when you finally get to them, and I don't know if either of you got far enough to get to any of the evil pigs, because there's kind of a long period before you even see them. Um, but that the jump move is the only thing you can do that hurts them. So the jump move pretty much is all you're going to do for the whole game. So, like, if it was just, you know, what we've described so far with the going through, it's kind of a, a 2.5D side-scrolling Metroidvania kind of game. You jump around, you land on pigs, you throw them forward, kind of like uh, Mario 2. Um, if it was just that, I think this would be a good game. That's a good but, game, um, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and, and tell us how you actually progress through this game? Well, to progress <laughs> through the game, you have to... About every five feet when you start the game, it's not that often, but it feels like it, a quest will pop up on the screen. Like, you'll find a frog, and if you jump on the frog and, and try to jump again and throw it, you'd, like, put the frog in your pocket or something. It goes in your inventory, and then it says, like, take me home, quest, you know, 100 points or whatever it is. Well, what is that? And, and that's the thing about the game that's, I can see why it would be frustrating, but at the same token, I enjoy having little weird side quests pop up so that almost everything you do will have a weird little side quest mission come up and in order to progress through the game you have to do some of those side quests i mean you have to do all of them you have to do set ones to go to the next area Uh, for example at the end of the second area the second area is the dwarf forest and at the end of the dwarf forest in order to get to the next area you've got to basically do a whole bunch of of things to help the dwarf people finding dwarves that are hidden off in the in the dwarf forest and and helping uh, the, the king of the dwarves or whatever do a couple little tasks, and then they'll give you the key that opens up the next area. So it's if you don't do the quests, you can't proceed. That's correct. But there's a lot of quests, uh, the ones that are really like, what is this supposed to be? I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Uh, th- those are ones you can kind of skip if you don't want to do them. Uh, are there any more helpless characters than those fucking dwarves? <laughs> do something for yourself. But we're, we're talking about progressing, but I, I don't feel like I was progressing. I feel like I was just going over the same area over and over. I, I think I've spoke many a time about my feelings on backtracking, and, and this is a nightmare for that. Um, but yeah, the, the side quest, I like a game with a lot of side quests, and we're going to get to that uh, when we talk about Final Fantasy, but... I like side quests that uh, that I know what I'm doing, you know, and I know where I'm going. Uh, give me a, an arrow on the screen, something. Well, that's a problem well, with a lot. If you pull of... up the, uh, I'm sorry, I, just, I mean, if you pull up the inventory screen, uh, you do have a, an inventory in this game uh, of various things you find that kind of have to do with the quests, and if you highlight them, it'll kind of give you a very vague clue of what you're supposed to do with this item, where it's supposed to go. But that's about as much as you're going to get. Well, and there's some of them that even even with that clue, I, I still don't know what they do. I mean, I looked up one just to see what the answer was, see if I would have ever figured it out, and I, I wouldn't have. Um, but yeah. it's not one you need to finish the story, but there's there's a certain point where you get some kind of thing that summons a fish, like summons the giant fish, and I couldn't figure out where to even use that. It's one of the few screens I didn't try to use it on. And all it does is basically give you another another health box or whatever. So it's not even that important, because you get far more ways to get more health boxes than you actually get of health boxes. You only have eight health boxes total that you can save up to. I think you start with three or four. And, uh, and then once you have eight, that's it. You can't get any more. But yet there's probably 15 or 20 extra health boxes in the game. Uh, I guess that way, if you don't want to do a lot of the quests, you'll still probably end the game with eight health boxes, but you could get it much earlier if you were doing, you know, fetch quests for your neighborhood. I think the backtracking you brought up, Billy, is a good point. There's a lot of it. I don't mind that because the map is generally pretty small. Once you know how everything's laid out, it's a it's a 
a fairly small map. It's not as big as Metroid or uh, most of the games of this style. It's it's a pretty condensed map, but there's almost, especially later on, there's a lot of things that loop back to this main first area um, or the the dwarf force. There's almost every place you go to later has either a you know like a magic slide or something that'll like a ferry that gets you back to the the first two areas. So there's if you don't want to backtrack, this is not the game for you because there's a lot of backtracking. And the areas themselves, like, can be very confusing. Like, they're not, like you said, it's not a huge game. I, you know, came really close to beating it back when I was a kid and um, played it again for that review I did just to see if maybe I wasn't missing something as a kid. But my biggest thing was, was like, Billy, you know, it, I, I don't necessarily mind things being vague. But when you're having to wander and backtrack across this entire, you know, these huge map areas... Um, the foregrounds, the backgrounds, you know, there's there there can be totally different things in each area um, and, and the different the kind of crazy platforming that some do. And, and if you miss something and you go back to another one, then, of course, all the enemies have respawned again. And you got to kill them and deal with them. Uh, it's a really big hassle. And I, I really got just tired of, of going back and forth. And a lot of those quests are kind of just fetch quests. You know, you get this, go back to this person. Or, you know, sometimes you don't even know where you're supposed to go, so you're just going back and forth in these large areas trying to figure out maybe there's this one little area in this section of the map that I should go to, and, and that's where this quest will end or it'll start or something. And sometimes you don't even realize you've started a quest or why you started it. It just happens. Well, and there's a couple areas in the game where you will have really no reason to go there like they send you there to get one item or or kind of to, to see what's there to figure out oh it's blocked i can't go there uh, a good example is the um in the lava area like there's a, a lava fire filled area and you actually can't go past the introduction to the level until you take out the pig that casts the magical spell of fire on that on that mountain otherwise you can't get any farther than where you are so i that one didn't bother me because you're not want, trying to do anything. But the area right before that is Phoenix Mountain, and that's the one with the wind uh, and mm. the, the rain that's blowing you all over the place. You can't do certain things because this is there, and you definitely don't have as much control of your platforming. That, Honestly, outside of that area, I think the actual control and the platforming on this is pretty tight. Uh, I didn't have a lot of problems where I like misjumped on things or, or you know missed my platform. I think the, the actual platforming on it is, is pretty solid, and they do give you that... Uh, you get an umbrella item later that helps you slow fall, uh, which is pretty much a staple in any game like this, but it actually helps immensely in this game. But that... that actually, uh, my, my biggest problem with, with the whole platforming wasn't so much that the control was bad. A lot of times, I didn't know if something was in the foreground or the background. Like, there were a lot of times where I would jump, try to jump on top of a pig, and I would just go straight through it because the pig was actually in the background. Or uh, a particular uh, something I was supposed to jump on to get somewhere, I, I couldn't even get on it because you, you, I, I didn't know it was in the background or the foreground. I just had to figure that out by falling through it, and then like, oh, okay, well, I, I can't do that from here. Uh, but yeah, there, it, it just kind of gets annoying after a while. Yeah, there, there's. Just, I, I mean, I'm fine. I like that gimmick of you know you can jump, you know, kind of. It's not just like you said before, left, right, up, down. You could also go kind of in and out. Um, but yeah, just I need a little more distinction uh, on some of these levels. Uh, it's it's just not clear enough. Um, I don't know if it's my uh, my eyes. Uh, I don't have the best vision in the world. But Jeremy seems to have the same problem. Um, but we're a couple old men, so maybe it's both of our eyes. Um, but yeah, I just I just need a little something, uh, just make it a little more distinct because I'm jumping on a lot of things I think I'm going to land on and I'm not, 
and yeah, there's a lot of enemies I think I'm going to have to encounter, but, uh, but I'm not, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that. Um, I mean, Mario world did it a little bit and it was well done this one. I, I just don't know. It just, I don't think it does it well enough. I didn't have any problems except that there are certain later on. There are places that are three tiers or four tiers even, uh, of back and forward. And, and I wasn't ready for that when it happened. Uh, most of the two ones I was prepared foreground and background. That was pretty easy. But the ones where it was that additional level, that's where I kind of got a little lost. That's mainly the, the Phoenix mountain again. That was really a problem. Or also the, um, the Haunted Mansion. Let me go through the areas real quick because, again, the map is pretty small. So you've got the starting area you're in, uh, which is like this little forest town. Uh, and then you go to the Dwarf Forest and the Dwarf Village. Uh, you'll spe- I spent, I finished this game in about eight hours for this podcast. Um, again, I knew what I, what I was doing because I played it before. But I still want to say I spent four to five hours in those first two areas alone. Because uh, there's a lot of back and forth and questing and stuff to open up the rest. Once you've opened up the rest, it's, it's kind of pretty easy to blow through the rest. Um, so then you go from... The Dwarf Forest to uh, that that Phoenix Mountain. And then if you go the... Uh, it's kind of like a T-intersection. If you go the other direction of the forest, uh, <clears throat> instead of going to the Phoenix Mountain, you'll go to uh, a tiny village full of mice uh, that are clearly not normally mice. They tell you that they were you know turned into mice by an evil pig. And then past them is the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion is probably the most confusing part of the game for me because it's... It's a four, you know, it's it's a, like a house. So you have all four sides, all four walls of the house. But then it goes <laughs> up to a peak, and there are different layers of the house, and there's like almost like bridges that go to other lands that you can't even see unless you have the map turned a certain way. I, even though I've played this before, and even though I just finished it, I'd still say if I went back to that area now, I'd still have problems remembering where everything was in there, and I guarantee I still missed plenty of things in there. And then after Phoenix Mountain, once you get through that, there is the lava caves, and then... There is a jungle area that you really get to towards the very end of the game, and then an underground city. And that's it. That's the only things in the game uh, as far as maps go. Uh, Everything else kind of branches off from there. You'll find uh, there's little branches off from the very first area you start in that takes you to like a, you know, a two or three uh, length room that has, you know, like a a river you can't cross until you have an ability to do that. Uh, It has just a chest at the end, but it's all things you kind of need to finish the game or could use to finish the game. So that's the only areas in the game. Uh, and again, I think I spent more than half my time in the first two areas just doing quests back and forth. Now, Jeremy, you said you almost finished this before. And Billy, how far did you get in this game for this podcast? I'm going to tell you. I, I mean, I got to the, I got to the, the mansion area. Um, I just So much further than I thought I was going to get. Um, I, I really just, you know, I didn't care for the game. I was pretty annoyed, but I, I just tried to, every game we play here, I just kind of, I tried to dig in. Uh, and get as far as I can. I made it there, and it just, you know, just a little too much for me at that point in time. I mean, yeah, when, when you were talking about, like, you know, how it has the four sides and everything, I, I guarantee most people that played Tumba back then stopped at that area. And I think I would have myself, but my my cousin managed to, to get past that part. And I think we made it all the way to to the jungle area. I don't exactly remember where we quit, but that uh, that mansion area is is definitely the place where once you get to it, 
um, you, you're either going to finish Tomba or you're not because it's just it's so confusing to get around and figure out what the hell you're doing. Well, thankfully, a lot of the quests that you have to finish around the mansion are pretty obvious. I mean, there's parts of a key you'll find in different rooms, and when you get all the parts together and take them to the room that has a giant key in the background, it creates the giant key you need to get to the, the later part of the level you need to get to. I mean, that, that stuff is pretty easy, but there are definitely some quests that I found to be very difficult to progress the game. Um, in that jungle area, there is... It's called, like, the City of Industry or something like that, and it's it's like three different industrial areas. They're little. You don't really have any platform there. They just are. And you'll talk to people and it's like you get to wander through there. But that's where there's a bunch of quests that actually move the game along. But it's a lot of going back and forth between these rooms and talking to people and then like leaving the room and coming back in and talking to them again. I, I, I mean, I figured it out eventually, but I definitely wandered around for minutes before I came back in and talked to the same guy. And I was like, oh, that's how you finish the quest. You just literally talk to him again. Well, and and that's, that's a frustrating part of the game. I, I will agree with that. There's definitely some quests that... Uh, that you do need to finish the game with that still don't really spell it out for you. The dwarves have one like that too, where you have to kind of go back and forth inside the dwarf village and talk to a whole bunch of different people, and and it's not it's not obvious that you're supposed to go back and talk to other people uh, to finish that quest off. So I can see how that is a little frustrating. Um, now, Billy, I, I'm assuming you did not get to any of the actual boss fights in this game. No, no, um, and, and you know, uh, and until you just mentioned it, I, I was not aware that there. There were any. I think this is the longest you play through a game without. Because I mean, I played for a good bit, and I never got the one. I just assumed maybe this was a game with a with a final boss, and that was it. Uh, no, instead, there's again, there's seven pigs, and each of the pigs has a spell over one of the areas. So you have to go to that area and find the evil pig bag that matches that color. So in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the the lava area, it's a red bag. You find the red bag, and then you find the magic door that only appears in a certain spot when you have the bag. That's also very oh, frustrating. There, there are definitely a couple of those that... Um, there are these fortune tellers you can meet in certain areas that will kind of give you a clue, but but not really. <laughs> the clues are pretty vague. But anyway, you have to have the bag and get to the spot where the door is and the door will appear. And then you can go in and fight the evil pig and break their spell, which causes most of the time that area to open up again uh, and you know, you'll get more power-ups or you'll be able to access things you couldn't get to before. The evil pig fights are actually, I thought, pretty interesting. I mean, they're all kind of the same. You jump on the pig and you throw them into the, into the bag. But all the bosses have a different attack, and they all have kind of the same, the same rough idea where they you know, appear in a certain area, cast their spell or do whatever, and then they come back and cast their spell. And you have to kind of catch them in between when they catch their spells, and then the bag actually rotates around the room, and you have to throw them into the bag uh, with the right jump timing. I, I enjoyed that because I thought it was, I mean, it's not hard by any means, uh, but... But as a mechanic, it was pretty fun because then the bag flies around the room and it falls in your pocket and it shines and it makes you feel really good about yourself. But yeah, all the boss fights, they don't start until way later. I mean, you, you get the first bag in the first area and then you don't actually fight that pig until, you know, probably hour seven out of eight. So all the boss fights are kind of towards the very end. This game's just got really weird pacing. You know, I know it's an early, like a, a PlayStation game, you know, way back when they didn't really bother with pacing that much, but it's just a oddly paced game you never really it's just it's just kind of strange well i'd say especially once you get to that that city area in the jungle i think it feels like they just had to stop working on the game yeah they were like you know what we've gotten the whole game here let's stop i'm sure there were parts of things they didn't finish because that whole city that's just the three screens where you talk to people i mean there's even there's a clock tower and 
and it is it looks like the kind of place you're going to have to do like crazy you know gear jumping Castlevania style. But instead, mm-hmm. after you get to the you finish the first quest there, the guy's like, oh wait, there's a lot of gears up there. You can't go up there, and that's it. There's no platforming there at all. And it's, instead, those quests just become walking back and forth and getting items. So it's not as as clean as it should be towards the end. There's definitely parts where you kind of tell they. Either they just decided, we don't need to work on this, we've got the rest of the game done, or they were actually like, you know what, this is our first game, we're a new company, we got to get some kind of revenue, let's release this thing. Yeah, because it all just kind of seems to end. You know, you, you once you make it past a certain point, uh, and then it just seems like they were like, oh, we, we got to have bosses in here, you know, we got to have uh, a little bit more uh, before we can end this. And maybe they just had a lot more of what they wanted to do with that game before, you know, when they realized they needed to actually ship it and make some money. But uh, as it is, you know, once you get to a certain point, the game just kind of uh, goes straight to the end without too much too much of an issue. It's, it's just bizarre. It's like it's a, it's a good game if it could be cut up and, and pieced back together, you know, and, and, and spread the boss fights throughout. Take out a little bit of that backtracking and some of those side quests and I think it'd be a good game. I mean, as it stands, though, I just, I, I just don't have the attention span. Uh, as a child, I wouldn't have. I, I couldn't have seen myself enjoying this when it came out because uh, I, I even had that bigger trouble, you know, with kind of backtracking back then. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I like a lot of elements from it. It's got a great look to it. Um, it could stand to have maybe like seventy percent of the stuff on the screen cut out of it at one time. <laughs> uh, it's just it's so busy I, and a lot of you know I said this early on I've got to talk about it again a lot of these PlayStation games I, I think the developers were just so amazed at what all they could cram on there and this game just it reeks of that early on it's like you mean we can cram all this onto one screen let's add this let's add this uh, let's add a fuck ton of this and uh, and it looks nice but it's just it's too distracting too much backtracking a nice boss fight, like early on, uh, maybe in like a more traditional level setup with a boss fight at the end. I think a boss fight would have kind of broke up the monotony of it a little bit. So to put them all at the end, yeah, that's a very, very bizarre thing to do. I mean, just the way we describe it. I mean, it sounds like like a game I would love. You know, I love ex- exploring. You know, I love the kind of Metroidvania games out there. Uh, and just finding items, doing quests and stuff like that. It all sounds like an amazing game. And that's one reason I bought it, uh, because GameFan, the magazine, did a uh, preview of it. And, of course, GameFan has to hype up anything from Japan. Uh, it's the best thing that's ever been released. And that's what they did with Tomba, and I was you know, super excited to go grab it. Um, but, yeah, it's just um, just the way it, it is. I, I don't know. There's just something about it that I never really got into uh, I lose patience with it very quickly, and um, like like I said, when I came back to do that review, I was wanting to play it again just to see if maybe I missed something. Maybe I was too young to really uh, to see some of these things that I that I might be able to to see now as an old man. But I, I didn't. It was just as obtuse and and strangely designed as as I remembered it. Um, and I, I just can't get into it. I'm jealous of people that really like it because yeah. I mean, there are definitely people that love this game, but I'm, I'm just not one of them. Yeah. And that, I mean, there's a very, you know, obviously rabid fan base for this game. And I, and I can't say that this is a bad game. This is just, I mean, it's not a bad game at all. This is just a game. No matter how hard I try, uh, I personally, I say personally, I can only speak for myself, uh, 
I personally just will never be able to get into. There's just, there's a lot of good, but there's just the bad in it is the kind of bad that just really, uh, I just, I just really can't put up with. See, I can, I can respect like, like Jeremy's opinion of it because he actually played through it. He knows what he's talking about, but I think there's a lot of people that just have this weird, uh, you know, idea of what retro games are and, just because it's old and on this stuff and, you know, people have heard that it's a classic, then you, you can't criticize it. It's a, you, you shouldn't do it at all um, because it's obviously good. And, and if you say it's bad, you're, you're dumb or you're terrible at video games. Um, and then you ask them if they've played it. They're like, no, I watched a YouTube video of it. Like, well, that doesn't <laughs> that's not an argument. You Have you played it? Go play it. Uh, you know, if you've played it and you love it, then that's that's fine. But if you're just sitting here telling me you've heard opinions of it and watched a couple of YouTube videos of it, and you know that's that's your opinion of it, then I I don't think that's a valid argument. Yeah, I mean, just because a game is, and I see that a lot too. Um, I see that with a lot of my son's friends who I know good and well have not played a lot of these games. Uh, just because something is is old, uh, just because something has has good word of mouth, does not mean it's good. Uh, which I think we've we've proven with probably like 90% of our episodes. I mean, just because it's a uh, considered a classic, considered a good game. I mean, look at some of the games Jeremy P's called a classic on oh, here. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I hell, I call General Chaos a classic, so. Yeah, I don't, shit. Uh, <laughs> Mansion of, but Mansion of Hidden Souls is a true classic. Of course, of course <laughs> it is. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is, I was interested to see what you thought of it, Billy, because I knew where Jeremy stood on it, and I knew where I stood on it, and I played yeah. it when it was new, and at least for me, when it was new, you know, that when the PlayStation first came out, everything was 3D. Everything had to be, you know, Toshinden, and had to be boxy, and, and the 3D <laughs> graphics, which was cool at the time, but after a while, you're like, you know what I miss? Like, a good 2D action game, and there weren't very many yeah. of them, especially one that was actually put out through Sony uh, themselves, as opposed to, you know... Uh, EA or someone else. So I was like, man, I, I when this came out and they had it on the demo disc, I was like, I love this game. Even if it's just, you know, I'll figure out this quest thing. I'm not really sure what it means, but I'm I'm looking for a game like this. And and I, it's it's different enough from any other Metroidvania kind of 2D just because of those quests and because of the the jumping out of the screen that, uh, you know, even with its it's got some definite faults. Uh, even I'll admit that. Uh, but it it's unique enough that I you know you can force yourself through some of those and still find a game that's not like anything else you'll play any time. But I also could say if I played this today, perhaps I wouldn't have that same opinion. I don't know if either of you guys have played Tomba Two. I did not. I, I always I wanted to. I have not. Well, I, I don't know if you'd want to, Jeremy, because it's basically exactly the same as this game, but instead it's got that 3D you know box graphics on it more than this. It doesn't look hand drawn anymore. It looks uh, it's uh, all 3D, but but it's also a little more chaotic as I remember. I, I mean, I, I haven't played it for this, but I did have it when it was new. I never finished it. I remember not liking it as much as Tomba 1. And the little bit, I, I, I watched a little bit on, on YouTube of that one again just to remember, like, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's maybe it's just that I don't remember that it was a good game. But it's, it's kind of crazy. Like, all the quests seem to come at you real fast, like just bam, 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 bam at the very beginning of the game. Uh, so I did a little more, you know, looking into the game. Do you know who the writer was for Tomba 2? No. Sweary. The same person oh, really? who made, <laughs> made hmm. Deadly Premonition. So that makes a lot of sense to me. If all the quests make no sense and, uh, and it was all over the place. So, uh, But that said, I still want to try Tomba 2 again. Uh, I think it's not as good as Tomba 1 by any means. I think Tomba 1 is a much cleaner game than I remember Tomba 2 being. Uh, and also Tomba 2 has minecarts, which we've already proven makes a bad game. So I don't want to <laughs> yes. play another game with minecarts. Except in Donkey Kong Country. 
even in Donkey Kong Country, there was levels that I, I mean, they played well enough that I got through them, but I never looked forward to them. If I got to one, I was yeah. like, damn it, it's another goddamn <laughs> minecart level. But they at least do them playably. I can deal with uh -huh. their minecart levels. So Tomba 1 and Tomba 2 uh, were, were reviewed fairly well, but did not sell very well uh, at all. And so after the second game, um, Whoopi Camp kind of broke up and became other people, uh, other companies uh, that have gone, gone to do other things. Apparently the developer of, uh, of ICO uh, was, or the... Like the head developer of ICO, uh, was was in Whoopi Camp, and again, like I said, Swery was a writer on Tomba too. So a lot of these guys have gone into other things you would have heard of, but Whoopi Camp itself, two games and out. Uh, so, and I I'd, I'd recommend Tomba to, to be something different, but uh, I'm not 100 percent sure I'd recommend it to everyone unless you really, really, really like subquests. If you don't like backtracking, you should probably stay away from this one. If you love backtracking, then this is this is your game. You should definitely go with it. But uh, as as it's it's just a strange game from a time when things weren't completely set in stone and how to make a game like this. There's just a lot of good things, a lot of really rough parts, some neat ideas that would go on to be perfected in better games down the road. Um, so if you kind of want to see the, the beginnings of where this whole Metroidvania thing started uh, with the, the side quests and, and things like that, uh, it's, it's worth it to, to try it out. But uh, it's definitely divisive, so, I mean... Don't feel bad if you don't like it. I don't like it, um, <laughs> but other people do. Yeah, I mean, uh, give it a shot. Uh, I mean, this it's it's it can this can be a good game. This can be a great game for some people. Uh, it's just it's this one is really a, a strong matter of just personal preference. Um, there's there's like I said, there's a couple of things in here that I just I can't put up with in video games. But yeah, I, 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 at the same time, it's not a game for me. I can't say it's a bad game. I, I would recommend giving it a shot. Just know there's there's some backtracking in this thing, and if you can't put up, if you can't abide by that, you won't enjoy it. If that's your thing, then uh, you're probably going to enjoy this one. And it is available on PSN, so you don't have to hunt it down on on eBay where it's going for fifty bucks or more. Uh, go ahead and just download it on PSN for I think six dollars. So next episode, we're gonna we try to find a Christmas game. Now there aren't a lot of Christmas games uh, out there, but one that we could find that we actually can play is Batman Returns for both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. So we're gonna play that uh, for next week. We're gonna post it right before Christmas, uh, so that it'll be up for everybody to enjoy with their family as they open presents. I know that's what everyone is going to do. So I'm very excited mm -hmm. that we can be part of your celebration. Um, so normally we talk about what we've been playing at the very beginning of the episode, but pretty much since it came out, I want to say all three of us have really been logging some hours into Final Fantasy XV, a game that is way better than I thought it would possibly be. Holy, Surprisingly good. Holy hell, this game. You know, I, I, I have not played one since seven, uh, so I, I'm out of the loop as far as Final Fantasy games. I know you exactly, you, it's not a, you know flowing story throughout all of them but if any mechanics or anything has changed since seven uh, i'm i was going to be clueless and i wasn't really interested in playing any of the other ones you know i've seen you know the trailers for them i have friends that just obsessively play every single one uh, and none of them really could say too much good about it or at least nothing that hooked me in i mean i i loved three six seven uh but something about this one, I, I just really like the look of it. Uh, I like the the fact that it was just it, it looked like just a road trip version of, of Final Fantasy, uh, which it basically is. Um, but 
I spoke with Jeremy about it. He got it a little bit before me. I was really on the fence about it because I, I didn't want to plunk down 60 for something I'm going to end up just not liking. Uh, he basically assured me that when it, it got the Jeremy Gregory seal of approval, which has, <laughs> which that's what I base most of my video game buying off of. And I got on this thing and instantly it, it drew me in. And this thing, it's so fucking good. And I've been playing this thing endlessly. This, this is all I've been playing. Uh, after Tomba, I, I played this thing. And I, I don't stop playing it. I play it. I've been, I've been waking up tired as shit. I, I've been late to work twice. And this game's to blame for it. <laughs> I think you're probably the farthest out of the three of us. I just got through the Titan encounter. Have you beaten that already? I, I just finished the I just finished the Titan encounter because I, which is not far into the game. I think that's like the is that the fifth or sixth quest. I think it's chapter five. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that furthers the main story. Um, because and I said I mentioned it earlier. Side quests, you know, Tomba had them. This game has fucking got them. Uh, side quest out the ass, and for some reason I am compelled to complete every single one of them. Uh, but but in the meantime, I just everything about this game's good. I, I like to just get in the car and just drive drive around, or, or have someone drive me around. I've spent probably I've played this thing over thirty hours. I've probably spent about ten of it fishing. <laughs> this thing had a tremendous fishing game in it. In fact, it could just be a fishing game, and I'd be content. Um, damn. It's just, it's four guys driving around. They're just uh, hacking shit up and they're fucking eating all this goddamn food. It makes me so hungry when I see it. Uh, this the, has got the the best looking food I've ever seen. That's what game. I was just going to say. It's got the best looking video game food ever made. <laughs> like, like, it looks like it's pictures on a restaurant. You know, if you go to like a takeout restaurant place, they have pictures of all the things up. That's exactly what it mm-hmm. looks like. Uh, and, and yes, everything looks amazing. It's not like they just eat, although I did find uh, ramen. So I guess it's just like me. They do have to eat ramen sometimes. But, but yes. generally... <laughs> Uh, yeah, everything looks amazing, and uh, and it's it's actually interesting. As you find new foods and, and new items to make food out of and try foods at restaurants, one of the four guys basically is like, I learned a new recipe. It seems dumb, but I can't tell you how badly I'm going to find every recipe. Everything you yes. can possibly make. There's a checklist for recipes he can make. There's a checklist for you know photographs you can take. I'm going to do all that. It's just all the side questing in it is actually super fun. Uh, now, some of the... Some of the quests themselves, not the story quests, but the the ones like where it's like, oh, go this van broke down, go help me find the stuff in it. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll do that because it's experience or whatever. But it's the side stuff. It's it's the hunts. Uh, in in every town you go to, there's you know wanted posters out, and you can talk to someone, and they'll say, oh, here's the like five things we need you to kill, and it shows you a level and how hard it's going to be. I'll do those. I'll do every single one of those before I quit the game. I love those hunts because it's it gives you a point to go out. It it it's there's not as much random fighting as I expected in a Final Fantasy. There's definitely some, especially later on uh, when you start getting invaded by Imperials constantly. But but it's not as much random fighting. Like, you know, you play Final Fantasy, you know, 1 through through 12, and there's loads of monsters everywhere. They're definitely more sparingly used in this game. Uh, but yeah, and the you fights can, are harder. You can, steer, you can steer clear if you want to also. You can get out of any fight, basically. Right. You can run You can run out of it. The, like, there's a circle that comes up on your map, and as long as you stay in the circle, you're in combat. If you leave the circle, you get out of combat. Now, I have accidentally fallen out of combat several times. That's pretty annoying. Uh, but once you realize that's happening, you can keep yourself where you need to be. 
Yeah, and I, and I just uh, the combat on here is so refreshing because I just I haven't played like I said I haven't played one in years upon years. I, I wasn't sure. I figured when I got on there it was still going to be turn based, uh, like seven. So, so you can imagine just how refreshed I was to find out that it's not. Uh, just uh, the combat just flows through so well. Uh, you your partners on there, you only control. I mean, so far uh, as far as I know, you only control the one guy, Noctis, the the prince of this this. I'm not going to go too much into the story, uh, which which it actually seems right now to have a, a decently coherent story. I don't know if it's going to go off the rails later on or not, uh, but I, I'm following it pretty good so far. Uh, it's it's Noctis, uh, three of his. Uh, I guess bodyguards slash pals and 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 they're all very very useful out there. Like everybody has their own uh, special maneuvers you can kind of level up. And there's a bar that builds up, and once it hits that, you can command them to to do this or that. Um, and and I found that it doesn't feel like any of them in particular you're having to babysit the entire time. Uh, nobody's really dragging you down. Uh, your AI partners on here are are some of the best I've encountered. They're good, but they also aren't so strong that you aren't important. And that, that's a yes. hard balance to make. And I think they've done a pretty good job in this, that your character is still more powerful than all of them, even though yeah. you know some of them look like they'd be a lot stronger than you. But but you definitely are doing the most damage, especially once you get um, the, the weapons that you get from the, the crypts. You'll find these weapons, and that's kind of what the story of the game is. You're finding all these weapons um, to, to progress the story, essentially. And, and those weapons do all... A, a shit ton of damage, but they also hurt you every time you use them. Uh, so you want to use them sparingly, but when you have those weapons, I mean, you're you're destroying things left and right, and your your team's basically just there to kind of pick you up if you fall over. Yeah, I mean, they chip away at the enemies a little bit. It's usually up to you, yeah, to go in there and, and finish them off or do the majority um, of the damage. Uh, but yeah, I mean, god damn, I, I don't... This is the exact opposite of Tomba. I, I, I have too much to say about this game. It's just, it's too good. Too good. Uh, and, and each of the characters, I think they did a great job of the four, you know, characters you, you kind of play as or are accompanied by. Each one has very, they did a fine job of giving each one of them a very distinct personality. And they're all four very, I think, very likable. Um, I am staying 100% spoiler-free the entirety of this thing. And if anything happens to any of them, I'm at the point where I will be uh, inconsolable. <laughs> That's never a good statement to make because you know now something will happen. Uh, I'm so worried. Uh, I'm so worried, and I hope I don't have to choose. I, I just hope everybody can make it through unscathed. What's I thing? think my favorite thing about it is is just the relaxed pace of it. I mean, it's it's just kind of like, hey, you want to, you know, you've got your main missions that you need to do or whatever, but it it's just kind of like drive around with your buddies, go fishing, <laughs> camp out. You know, go go eat something. It's just, yeah. it it just kind of really feels like you're on a road trip and you can do you do whatever the hell you want. And uh, there's no real urgency whatsoever in it early in the game as as far as like what we are so far. I mean, uh, the, the main the main mission's there. It's there for you anytime. Mm -hmm. um, you're not at any point being pushed. I think uh, sometimes some guys in your party, you know, they'll kind of mention, "Hey, we should maybe go here." Um, but there's never anything pushing you there. I mean, you get a point. I think you you have to go through to unlock other parts of the map. But I mean, still with the the limited area I have to go through, I've just I've still got a list of about fifteen side quests I need to burn through. Yeah, I have I have plenty of things I haven't done yet that are well below my level. 
but I'll eventually get to. But yeah, I'm kind of slowly going through the areas. Um, the driving mechanic uh, was something that at first I thought I would be very annoyed by, but I actually really enjoy it. I mean, even when it's not you driving, and it's just you're like, yeah, why don't you drive? And, uh, and Ignis drives. That's fine with me, too, because then you can kind of scroll around uh, and look around the car, like outside of the car, and see if you can find things that you want to pick up or look at your map and see if there are treasure spots. You know, anything you'd want to do, you can kind of just use that driving time to, to get there. Also, you know, you talked about how all the characters have their own personalities. The, those driving sections are where you're going to just talk to each other. And there's a lot yeah. of actually, like, I mean, it's not necessarily plot points, but but character background points that are only really found in those kind of areas. So mm-hmm. I... I I'm surprised about all the things I like about this game. Uh, um, unlike a traditional RPG, you don't get experience that levels you as you're earning it. You basically earn experience that stays in a pool until you camp for the night. Uh, and then it kind of you know triggers over, and then if it levels you up, great, it levels you up. Um, but it's not, you know, you know, if you never camp, I don't know if you'll actually get sick if you don't camp, but if you never camp, you'll never level. So you've got to take time to camp, uh, or and then if you stay in a like a trailer or they have hotels in some of the cities, you know, then it gives you more experience. It says, oh, you stay in the hotel. Yeah, it's going to cost you $1,000, but, uh, you know, you get two times your experience for staying here. So there's benefits to staying in those places, you know, after, mm-hmm. say, you know, a, a larger encounter or, or a bunch of little quests you finished off. I, those are little things at first I was like, oh, that's annoying. But I, I actually really like that they're trying to do something different. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's, they, it's almost like oblivion, you know, yeah. with how it does that. Because back in, in that game, um, you had to, like, sleep before you could level up or stay at an inn. And I always thought that was real annoying in that game. But, like, I, it's kind of addicting in this game because you kind of want to go and, and, you know, try out these different spots, uh, your camping spots, try out different uh, the, the recipes that you learn, uh, which you can only uh, cook when you're at a camp. Um, also, look at some, uh, some pictures that your buddy has taken of you, which is strangely addicting just to see what kind of random pictures he's taken because sometimes he'll he'll tell you to, like, you know, hey, I want you go over here and pose. You know, I want to take a picture. But other times he'll just take pictures of out when you're out walking around or your other buddies that are, that are with you. It's it's kind of weird, but it's just one of those little things that, that makes it kind of endearing. Yeah, and I, I've never shared so many pictures I've taken from a game on social media before. Uh, there are several on here I just I've had to. Uh, this game, this damn game. I'm sure everybody I know is probably tired of me talking about this thing, but I can't stop. And yeah, the, the picture taking, I think, is, is, is one of the uh, more fun aspects. Every time you camp, yeah, there's going to be uh, several shots. You know, you can save them. I'm getting worried because you can only save 150. Yeah, I'm about on 40 now, so I'm, I'm starting to feel like I need to get into conservation mode mm-hmm. and, and, and just keep the best of the best. Um, but the guy taking those uh, is Prompto, and I, th- I think it's my favorite character on there so far. And as far as personality-wise, I think he is probably the closest where if you took the stereotypical video game fan and, and put them into one of these games, uh, he, he's, he's very energetic, very uh, annoying, but uh, charmingly... He's very anime, basically. Charm, charmingly annoying, yes. Um, and uh, I just like... I, that's probably my favorite one, and I, I hope he fucks that mechanic. I sure do. Cindy, <laughs> uh, he's got a thing for, he's a nice enough guy. Uh, I, I'm hoping that gets somewhere. You know, I, I drive by there whenever I can, um, you know, get the car washed up and all that, maybe for my own pleasure. And I, I sure hope it gets somewhere. It's that, one of those games you, you play, you know, if you got a girlfriend or a wife around, you 
<laughs> something like just get that disappointed look from across yeah. the way. Yeah, usually you you steer clear of that town until you're alone. Then you drop in. It's it's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. And normally I'm like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. But this, I mean, after she fills the gas, and of course she's wearing an outfit that is in some ways completely revealing, in other ways not. She has long sleeves, for example. Um, but but yeah, then she like shimmies off your window, and it's full on like, oh no, this is terrible. <laughs> and it, it's so out of place. No other character in the game dresses like this or looks like this. I, I, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, when I first saw her, she—I mean, she's one of the you know early on early characters you encounter, and I was like, "Well, are they you know are all the female characters on here going to be similar?" To but no, everybody else is 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 fully dressed, uh, you know, dresses, uh, their pants, you know, the the whole deal. Uh, it's 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 very odd. It, it's it's very odd. and that damn the voice they gave her. Which, I mean, <laughs> I I personally can't say much about. Um, it's just it, it's not bad. It's just I, I didn't see it coming. At all, it, it's definitely uh, it, it was definitely the first moment where I was like, "Oh no, I can't play this around anybody." But at, at the same <laughs> token, you do have to go back to her. She does serve a purpose. Uh, you just have to kind of get past that part or enjoy it by yourself, uh, and that's fine too. Uh, did you guys? I, I'm not really comfortable yet with the magic system. I, I, I've, I've not rare, really I've, used it much. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm thinking maybe that's something that comes along later. I mean, it's easy enough. Uh, you, you, there's certain like, you know, element kind of pools laying around. You got lightning, uh, ice, fire. I don't know if there's something else later on. Uh, and you, you draw from that, uh, into your inventory. Uh, you only get a certain amount. And from there you go to a, it's almost like a crafting screen, which right now, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm not using it to its full potential or if there's items later on. Uh, I'm just, you know, crafting up basic spells and basically you get you can hold 99 of each one of these elements and that gets you if i if i recall it's either three or five uses i mean i've rarely used it three or five uses of the spell um which i mean which seems fairly fairly devastating there is one boss where they they do make you uh use the the fire spell um and i found out that i completely have no idea how to use it i didn't know you could aim it (laughs) So specifically with the stick, I just figure yeah. what the direction I'm aiming at is where it's going. Uh, and I just, I got incredibly frustrated and then I found out, okay, that's just me. They, it's perfectly, you know, it's easy to use. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I haven't used it too much. And on the crafting screen, besides the element, there is a slot where uh, you can add some, add something to it. Um, I don't have anything there that I know of so far. So I'm assuming the, the magic maybe later on is going to play a, a, a more vital role and you might actually have to use it. You do have other stuff to put in there because it's all the regular items you have. You can use a regular oh. potion with it. You can use any of the things you've picked up from fights. <laughs> um, and, and as you do that, if, if you highlight other items, it'll show you what the difference will be. So like um, oh, an elixir. I don't want to waste an elixir on this, but if you if you really know you needed a strong spell, you can put all your, let's say, blizzard into one spell. And if you use the elixir as your part of it, it casts three of them at a time and you have three uses out of that three. So basically you get nine uses, uh, but they just go in big bursts of three. It does a lot of damage. I did to kind of get by something I should probably have not been fighting, but uh, but I, I just am not super wow. comfortable that I'm doing it properly. Like I don't feel, you know, like in, in other Final Fantasies, there are, there are so many different spells. I think in this one, they're right. all going to be mainly offensive. I, I mean, I know that there are cure spells, but they seem to still be based in those elements. So it's like you'll shoot someone with fire and heal yourself. I, 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 w- I was completely unaware of this. I'm going to have to... I'm not, gonna, I'm not acting like I'm not going to play the damn thing 
most of today. I'm going to have to try that out there. I, it's just like the combat itself and the weapons are, are so powerful and, and the items are, are plentiful enough that I've, I've never really felt like I needed to use it. I, I've used it a couple of times and ended up burning everyone or that, you know, cause it hurts your, your, uh, anybody that's around it, including mm-hmm. your, your buddies, uh, for like the fire spell and stuff like that. But I, I just kind of stay away from it since it usually seems to do more damage than, you know, what I'm doing with the basic stuff. Maybe later in the game, like you guys said, it, it'll come in handy more often, but for right now, I, I don't feel like I even need to touch it. So, I mean, as far as, as far as the game goes, I, I definitely think it's one of the best games I've played this year. Uh, and I was really not sure it would be any good. I mean, um, I liked Final Fantasy XII. Most people did not. I hated thirteen, but I did play all the way through it. And everything I saw in this game ahead of time looked like it would play like uh, Lightning Returns, 13-3. Uh, you know, kind of this, this fast action game. Yeah, you had characters with you, but really you were just playing yourself. And it didn't look that good, but no, this game is, is great. It's totally different than anything I've played, you know, role-playing game-wise. It reminds me more of a... In a lot of ways, it reminds me of a Dragon Age uh, kind of kind of set up, uh, but at the same time, it's still totally its own thing. I mean, the, the driving sections, um, that amazing fishing game, uh, but just a lot of the things <laughs> in the game that, that don't you know really seem like they'd matter. The, the food, the cooking sections, the the way you do your spells and everything else, it's all very interesting and different, and I think it all it comes together very nicely. Yeah, I, it's I a, just, yeah, just a lot of those little things that, that mm-hmm. come together, which, you, you, you know, it's definitely got some issues. I, I think the world itself is is very empty for being an open world game like there's you know you play other games like the witcher 3 and far cry and stuff like that and it just seems like there's stuff to do everywhere Uh, there's little points on the map and you you do get that in in this game but there's just not the map is definitely not as dense densely filled as as those other games are and so it it just seems like there's a lot of open area Uh, it's a very pretty game so i don't mind looking at things as you know that that's around but um, there's definitely, it doesn't seem like it has as much to do in a world that, that is that big. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, that's one of the, the really one of the few kind of negatives I can say is that there are stretches, uh, especially when you're having to, uh, if you're traveling, you're not always given the option to fast travel. Um, and sometimes it'll tell you the minutes, like three, five minute drive. And I mean, it's legitimate, you know, it's going to take you a few minutes to get there. And, and you'll notice that you just drive through just area that's just uh, nothing going on, um, which is pretty pretty realistic, you know. Uh, I mean, I drive through <laughs> fucking barren wasteland most mornings uh, on the way to work, but yeah, uh, you just expect uh, in a game there's always any point in time you could get out of your car and there's something going on, and, and it's not quite like that. Um, I don't know if it's it's if that's going to change. Uh, apparently, they're already. Um, putting out an update soon that's going to add more cinematics and, and more story to it. Um, so I don't know if this is going to be a, a kind of a, a work in progress as it goes along. Um, but I mean, that's the biggest negative I have and it's something that I'm, I'm fine with. Um, actually, I mean the, the long drives, they, they toss in enough conversation on there. Um, you can, you can play the music from the, the older games over yeah. Your ra- over your radio. Um, yeah, but it's just, I mean, it's a good time. If you know you've got five minutes, you can run to the bathroom real quick if you want to um, <laughs> and just progress along or, or shit. I mean, yeah, that's the only negative I have really uh, that of any significance is that, you know, there's, there's, there are going to be stretches where, where nothing's going on. Uh, if you're really wanting to just 
get into it and not waste any time doing that. You can always just do the quests that, that, you know, allow fast travel and just travel around and knock those out if you're, but this is, is, it's unique and it's the first RPG I've played that you, if you wanted to, I haven't because I'm obsessed with it. You could sit down and play in like 15 minute chunks and still Mm -hmm. feel like, still feel like you got somewhere. You can get on there, do a few missions, uh, go camp, probably level up and then, stop and you know if it's small enough missions you've probably just taken 15 20 minutes but you're still progressing along and, and I've, I've never encountered that well, that's almost unheard of for like yes. a, any sort of jrpg you know usually you've got to sit down and grind for hours or, or something like that but yeah you can totally just play this game in, in little chunks if you want to and there's always something to do or somewhere to go so that's our thoughts on final fantasy 15 a game that we're not going to review in full although we kind of did uh, because it's a new <laughs> game. Uh, but since it's all we've been playing other than Tomba, it made good sense to talk about it now while it was current. Uh, so again, next episode we're going to cover Batman Returns for both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo uh, because it is somewhat Christmas-themed, and it will post right before Christmas uh, for everyone to enjoy over their Christmas weekend. So until next time, please check us out on Retrovania.net or on Twitter at Retrovania.net or on Facebook under Retrovania.net. And we'll see you next time.